Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, you know what I'm saying? Young Gunner Gunner, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Run that back, turbo. When I made my first me, me. When I made my first million, I ain't panicked. I only drink out this hill. Now I'm done with Zanny. I bought my mama a crib. I'm outstanding. I'm pressing my cousin a pill. Till it's granted. I bought a Chanel in the hills. I'm Chanel bandit. I still got vintage garments. Old as my granny. Got my interior all on the outside candy. I put your bitch in bomb, because she pretty. You should hear this podcast, you man. You should hear this. You should hear this, Episode man. two. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm going to just go ahead and say, we went through a couple takes for y'all. <laughs> Had to go through a couple takes to get to where a we are. Takes, but, a, but few takes, a few you know takes. A few takes. Um, a few different, you know what I'm saying? There's beauty in the struggle and there's ugliness in the success. <laughs> so, I think out of, out of, out of this, we've uh, we come to something that we can, we can uh, record and be proud we, of. We can be proud of it for you guys, man. The concept for the people. So, this, this is going to be our Think Peace episode. This is actually Trent's idea. Think Peace, um, Think Peace. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, go ahead and calm that. Yeah, go ahead and tell, <laughs> tell that we don't want to be... Uh, what? We yeah. don't want to be ring, ring, ringing. We do not need to be doing that. But nah, he, it was his idea of some stuff that we was talking about. He was like, let's just do a Think Piece episode because that's what we want to do. It wasn't really much going on. Slow news week. Um, not really much that we actually cared to, to discuss. We had we had our little differences on the 
Solange, uh, the baby, autumn album. So that's we didn't give y'all that. I, episode. I don't even want to talk about that. And if I would have give y'all that, y'all probably would have canceled Master. Y'all would have probably canceled Trent if y'all heard some y'all of the stuff he was saying. Both of us. Yeah, y'all would have canceled y'all both been of like, us. Okay. Yeah, we can't do this. Right. <laughs> we yeah, can't yeah. do this. Yeah. But nah, man. Master so hard to work with. I'm hard to work with, bro. How? I've been working with Trent for about a year and a half and now I'm on various one of projects. The easiest I'm on various the, projects, we've been I'm co- we've one been the, co- collaborating with a lot. And I've heard this from every anybody you. I'm He's probably never one heard of it from the me. Easiest people to work with. Trent I don't require nothing. His- <laughs> I don't require nothing for you to but to do but to show up. And I require more. I, I require nothing of you but to show up. I will do all the emotional uh, <laughs> leg work. I will do all the. Uh, I will oh, do all man. the mental leg. I will handle right. everything on the back end for you. Mm-hmm. Just show up and give me your hands and feet. That's all I'm asking you to do. Yeah, and I'm hard but to no, work with. You know, I gotta bring. I gotta bring a <laughs> smile to work. Now I gotta bring. I want to. put wanna, nothing in my pocket. Give out, That's I all I'm just saying. Out, I'm just uh, saying. You know, a nice work environment, man. But. This was Trent's uh, idea. I actually like the idea. So today, what you want to start it off with? We got the topics right here. Which one would you want to start it off with, man, Trent? It's you. So first off, I want to tell y'all where we want to start and where we want to finish today. Um, and just talk about the flow of the argument. I mean, not argument, but the flow of the, of, of the conversation. So today, I think we should talk about something that is very... Um, that is very... I think it's it's a very timely conversation, and it's a series of, of things, but they all intertwine with each other and they all come together and connect some way somehow. So, first we're gonna start. We're gonna talk about parenting. We're gonna talk about how Marissa and I are gonna share some things about how our parents parented us in our childhood compared to how they parent us now. You know, like parenting yeah. never ends. You know, from from the moment you're a child, the moment you leave your parents' house. Um, so we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about. Uh, what that looks like, um, uh, parenting and parenting your children uh, from adolescence all the way up to millennial age, and what that looks like as far as dating and marriage, and what did your parents teach you about dating and marriage? Yeah, you know, what, what did you What did you come to hear or know and learn about dating and marriage based on your surroundings or your experiences from adolescence all the way up until millennial age? You know what I'm saying? Uh, wherever you are at your, at your time point in your life, you know, we, we I understand that we have some adolescent listeners. And for people to understand what that term means, adolescent is simply a teenager. <laughs> Adolescence, you know, um, those going through puberty, you know. Um, so from there we'll go. No, I'm so serious. I just some people don't know what that means. For I, sure, for sure. I just want to sure, make that agree. clear. So yeah, sure. we'll go from seeing how we'll start with parenting yep. and millennials, and we'll go to <laughs> dating and marriage and, and views around that, and we'll go from that and talk about. Um, we'll go to talk about cohabitation. And um, you know, and and that and that kind of stuff, and conversations surrounding cohabitation, and from there, issues that could possibly stem from that, you know, that come with that unwanted pregnancies, abortion, yeah. um, dealing with the trauma of abortion, uh, all of that, all of that stuff, and we're just gonna talk about, we're just gonna have a think piece, um, you know, kind of bringing all those things together under one umbrella. So under one umbrella, hey, that was smooth. Okay, yeah. keep so, going, man. I guess we we're gonna get right into it, man. Yep. We're gonna get right into it. So we're gonna talk about things that you notice in your childhood about your parents, um, and 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 what are they? What did you? What are you starting to know? Learn now that your parents tried to instill in you and and did directly may have been directly may have been indirectly, but like. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna ask Manser, you know, and then yeah. I'll share my story. But like, what? How did you think you became the person you became today? Okay. And what did your parents attribute to that? 
it's funny. It's crazy you actually started off by asking me that. Because I called <laughs> off-air type thing. I called Trent today and was telling him... Um, for the, I was telling him just summarizing. I was telling him how good therapy was for me. I was telling him how much it showed me about myself. Um, showed me that the way I am as a 21-year-old, the way I was as a 16-year-old, that all started <laughs> with the way I was raised. Um, that all started with some of the things I learned, right or wrong, from not only my parents, but the people around me. Right. I think sometimes we we forget how much middle school... And high school shapes us. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays, especially it's a, little, it's a famous thing. Like people be like, oh, I'm grown now. I don't, don't talk to me about no high school stuff. Don't talk to me like, no. nah, that stuff, that stuff like, t- t- so from a dude that goes to that therapy, nah, that yeah. junk, that, Them, that those, really shapes you. Those high school you. experiences shape you. Those middle you know. school experiences shape you. Like yeah, no, when they tell they you do. to give you your story and they'll point out <laughs> why you went somewhere because of your adolescence. So um, I, I think everything my parents instilled in me, from my mother and my dad was simple. My dad just wanted me to be a, a stand-up man, like simple. So respect everybody, always look people in the eyes, always be confident, um, never fear any person or any obstacle or any task. And when you have to attack, like simple, simple stuff like that, when you have to attack something, attack it as if you're the only one that wants it. Because I remember I would have to, ask for things and he he never wanted me to me to be that type of person that ask for other like not that there was anything wrong with that that's that's kind of as i wanted getting into it that's kind of one of the things that i learned as i'm older it's nothing wrong to ask my dad instilled in me you shouldn't want to ask for ask for stuff from people but as i got older it's like it's people that love me i got aunts i got cousins that really love me i can ask you know what i'm saying so that's kind of a, a contrast to what i was taught that's something i just had to learn i'm, I'm still learning how to unlearn some of the bad things I was taught. And maybe not even bad things. Maybe they were things from that he was taught. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand, we were, we were getting raised by people. Well, you don't that some people didn't even Some people didn't even raise them. Some people didn't even have anyone to raise them. Well, you, you, know? you don't learn everything from your dad and your mom either, though. You know nah, nah. I learned some, some of the stuff learn I learned from, from experiences, experiences. Hanging out with Billy Joe Bob you know, down the road. You <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. For um, sure. Like, yeah, I, I think... I think most of the things I could say I learned from my parents were were either something that was going to be in me because it was in my DNA or other things from my failures doing my parents. Now, everything else was an experience with somebody. I've learned a lot from my experiences being in Knoxville with you. Like, I've learned a lot. Like, a lot about myself more than anything. A lot about people. Because you're... you're <laughs> I just like, I'm a different type of dude to you. You're a different type of dude to me. So the fact that this is like this, I, I can learn so much. So I, I ask you that same question. What do you think you learn? From, not only just from your parents, but from your experiences. And it, you don't have to go into in-depth, but kind of the, the contrast of what you thought you would be knowing. Because I know not a lot of the things I thought that my mom told me, my dad told me was law. And granted, they didn't mean any harm by telling me that. But to me, that may not be my law. Right. I'm, I nah. may not agree. Just be, they're, they're, but the, I, it's a way to respectfully disagree yeah, with your family. Yeah, I, nah, I'll never nah, di- disagree nah. with my, my mom I, on a disrespectful way. It's, it's a way to do that. I, I would say that there are not a lot of things, but there are quite a few things that, you know, we can talk about like that, like between me and my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, I'll pick up the phone and we'll talk. Call, I'll call them and we'll talk about this stuff right now. Like, you know, we'll talk about this stuff right now. Like, hey, um... Remember, you know, you you uh you know, you held me accountable in this way, such and such. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I did some research. I read this article today or whatever, and it proved you wrong or whatever. Right, we'll, right. Hee, hee, ha, ha, laugh it out, whatever, and going about our business. But that's me, Trenton, millennial Trenton, uh, 23-year-old Trenton, having that conversation looking back. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're able, and, and and part of the cool thing about being a kid, but also being a kid who's growing into a man who's who's looking to be a parent in the next decade or so, who's trying to learn, but also is learning is trying to learn to be a parent, but is also still learning from his mistakes as a child. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a middle ground. Bro. It's a middle ground. It is, and and it's eye opening. It's eye opening. Like you and and. I, the whole point of this is to have a conversation. Like your parents are gonna make mistakes, just like we make, just like because your parents are human, and obviously as kids we're gonna make mistakes. But as kids we we can all, we can we can forget that that our parents are human, and when they do, and and and, and because we're kids, we like to think the best of our parents. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We think the best of our parents, and hey, I had that not, not that they, not that our parents that aren't not that our parents aren't the best of people. But at the same token, when we grow older and we look at and we look at and we look and see, dang, I could have done things differently. We see their point of view. Yeah. But when but when we grow older and we pick up the phone and call them and say, "Hey, ma, dad, I think I read this article. I think I proved you wrong. I think you could have done this differently for me." Then they get to see things differently from your point of view. Yeah, and 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 the, and the beauty in both of those things is see, is just seeing the different point of view. And like Trent said, y'all just have a conversation because all of this can be solved with you having a very respectful conversation, and it'll build your relationship with your with your parents. I, I yeah. guarantee that because a lot of times, and this is from me talking to my mom, talking to my dad, like they don't even understand our perspective as a kid. Until you tell them, until you remind them that you are still young, you are still something. And then they were, they were that age at some point. They understand. It's just you gotta, you have to allow them to understand. You can't just, you can't, you can't tell them that, that you're not looking at their perspective. As a, as a young child, you have to look at both perspectives and get your parents to do the same thing. I think, I think that's key, man. Having that conversation. For sure. And I think one of them things is like parenting. I find myself the way that I coach is the way that I was, I was parented, like. I was parented with tough love, but my parents are people who are very personable. They are very sure. outgoing, and they are like I feel like they're easy to talk to, at least for me. Which at times <laughs> it wasn't always the case for me as a kid. You know, it wasn't always always the case for me. Like I, I, I mean, we're kids. We get mad. We get upset. We get whatever, whatever, and we don't want to talk to our parents for whatever reason. Um, normally, in the end, it's because they didn't give us something that we wanted, or because they said no. It's something that we wanted them to say yes to. But, uh, oh. I, but I didn't even answer Marshall's question, but <laughs> I was just thinking of some of the stuff like, like as a coach, I have non-negotiables. There are things that, like if a kid takes a bad shot, I might say, huh, huh, okay. All right, if he, if he makes a turnover, huh, I might say, okay. He Maybe he was trying to make a basketball play. Maybe he was, I'm going to coach him. I'm going to get on him and I'm going to correct the mistake, but I'm not necessarily going to. That's not something that I'm going to snatch him out of the game right away for because he's still learning, and I understand that as a young basketball player. Now, there are non-negotiables. For example, getting on the floor for loose balls, missing box outs, those are non-negotiable things. Just like as a parent, you have (laughs) non-negotiable things. As a parent, in my household, Teddy Fleming and Teresa Fleming, non-negotiable was respect. (laughs) If if Teddy Fleming heard anything about disrespect, uh, you know, in that word, talking back, 
indirect or, or, or indirect disrespect or direct disrespect. You know, I was getting my butt cut. I was getting held accountable. I was getting reprimanded. So the understanding is, the older you get, son, you respect any anyone and everyone you come across. You better watch your tone. You better watch your uh, body language. You better watch all that stuff when you're talking to people and when you uh, and when you doing life with people. Because at the end of the day, and what that taught me too, without letting me know that, was you can't let people see how you feeling. And as kids, we always wear your heart on your sleeve. When you, if you sad, you crying. If you mad, you mad. If you, you got you frowning. If you if you happy, you you excited. And that, and that, and I think that's the thing about that's the thing about uh, that's probably the biggest thing my mom and them learned was you, you taught me was like perception. You got to think about how you're perceived. You got to think about how you're perceived. Uh, that's probably the biggest takeaway <laughs> in my life ever because it created this idea of double consciousness for me. And, and we we talk about this all the time. Messer probably should probably go on about this. <laughs> I, I will literally talk about this for hours. Double consciousness just for the listeners. Just because um, Trent will go on for hours, and that's a good thing. Because that's what we're passionate about. But double consciousness is basically um, being aware at all times of how you give yourself off because you are a black man in America. That's the type of thing we talk about all the time. Yeah. Because you have to know which rooms you are in. You have to know how people are going to look at you. And you have to right. stay confident in right. that skin. Right. Now, and, I'm not, like, now, I'm cutting, cutting, him, I'm cutting him off right now because I'm saying I'm just I just want to make this disclaimer. The it, the the word double con, double consciousness is the term, can, term, can, term. the term can refer to many uh, anything other than things. racial. Yeah, this is how we use it. This is how this is from the context we're talking about. But yeah. it can be applied. It, it, it can be applied to any anything else. I'm, hold on, I, I think I think that think about. I'm sorry for cutting them off again, but think about <laughs> it. Just like a black man in America lives under the construction of being black, but also being a black American. Think about this. A preacher, a preacher will live. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, a preacher who, um, a preacher who maybe, maybe plays basketball uh, with non. I actually have one of those. A preacher who plays basketball <laughs> with non Christians. He lives in a c- c- kind of, in a sense, a double consciousness because he goes and he lives. He he he. Uh, he sees himself in a, in a or portrays himself in a way in this in his church family in his church audience, but he might perceive himself or act totally differently in this environment where he's playing basketball with non Christians. So you got he might people- think about that that he might be conscious of that. So that that consciousness in and of that in and of itself is double double consciousness. People and people have to understand that just because someone is aware of that, that does not make them fake when they're talking to you a certain way and around the other people they're completely different that does not make I them will fake. say that that, is, that, does that, not, that does not make you that fake. does not make you that, fake. that makes, makes you that, because because mm, in, in most rooms go ahead, in go most ahead. rooms you have to I, i'm not fake if i'm quiet i'm quiet man it's quiet around me you don't it's really relatability talk. folks don't really talk, it's but, relatability but around, but around, folks but around but around trent y'all always laughing this is something i've heard on campus now you want to treat y'all always laughing like it's relatability people, i've had people i <laughs> she's probably listening i've had somebody on campus i told trent this tell me to my face after a game i thought you were mean because you always got a mean face on but you really nice that a lot too and i was I've like i was like too. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm cool. She's like, every time I see you, you just always like got a mean face on. And I like, I don't even, I and see me. I really don't know what she's talking about because the only time I even remember seeing her is when I was in the gym one time. That that beyond the point. People have to <laughs> understand that the way I am with Trent and the way I am with some people, most people 
on campus and the way I am with my mom is not the way I'm going to be around everybody. The way I am yeah, with Trent's I, mom is not the way I'm going to Because I love them. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. It's, not that I don't love other people. No, nah, yeah, yeah. But nah. it's just, I'm more you comfortable. Don't love them. Yeah, you're more, I'm more you don't love them enough to be vulnerable. Exactly. I'm not going to be yeah. vulnerable around everybody. I can be vulnerable you, around I ain't, I'm most, not gonna. You know I'm not going to show you all of me if I don't think you're ready to receive all of me. You're not ready to receive all of me. I'm not going to show you all of me. But listen, we going to talk about this forever. We got to stop. Yeah, yeah, we gotta move on. Where we? What did our parents? I wanna, I wanna, talk, I wanna ask you a question. What's up? Um, how do you think black parents view their ch- their children moving out around at like whatever age, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four? Do you think that they push their children to move out quicker? And do you um. think that that's it's a negative stigma on that when really you could save your money, get yourself some stability, and then move out and not move back. So my answer, I'm only asking this because that, that thought my came my always, head the other day. Always a lot more past the simple and past the surface. I am very complex. So here's the thing: you have to understand why we keep asking ourselves. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna get to preach. black households, why is this? Why is this a pressing pressing matter? And white households, once you graduate high school. The understanding is you're gonna go, and you're gonna go to go, go to college for four years. Mm-hmm. If you go to college for four years, your your room will be available here in the summertime. Your room will be available here for breaks. But for the most part, you're now living your life for the next four years at a state university. Yeah. If you're going to trade school, you have at least two or three more years to stick around to get your get yourself on your feet. Mm-hmm. But by the time you finish trade school and you and you've gotten your job or whatever, uh, you've gotten a good job, your first job out of trade school, about, about that about six seven months in, you need to be you you need to be getting yourself out. But again, we have to ask ourselves why are we asking this question about in our black households? It's because we're not even prepared to graduate high school, so it becomes a pressing matter. No. Huh. Hey, you, you talking too loud, man. You talking too loud. Man. Hey, they're not about to hear We're not hey, even ready this, to graduate high school. Is not that, hey. We're not even ready to graduate high school <laughs> number-wise across the United States. Black kids are. So, of course, getting getting the boy out of the house, is, getting the girl out of the house. When our standardized tests are being created at the... Oh, my... Our standardized tests are being created at to the detriment of black kids. Our ACTs. Our SATs. That's something you gotta do your own research about. I'm not about to, I'm not about to talk about this. Speaking of, my kids, I was in the group, man. And I ain't even just black kids. That's 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 resources. That's, kids, that's, that's kids, in poor that's communities. That's kids in poor period. communities. That's, that's just kids not in black poor kids. Communities, which period. are more black kids. I'm talking kids about kids who I'm talking about I'm talking about kids who kids who go to school. kids who go to school and and for instance, I got kids who go to Carter High School. Carter High School is in is in a, a rural white area. They're talking about how they were unprepared for the uh for the for the standardized testing that was going on this week. That's not Carter High School's fault. That's the public school system's fault for for uh allowing Carter High School and the re- lack of resources to plunder the the um the quality of education that you're going to give these kids and allow mm-hmm. these kids to have to prepare them for the SA- for the ACT and the SAT. And if you don't give these kids that and you say it's because of resources, then you're failing them and you're setting them up to fail. Why do they get to the senior year or junior year, take the test, and they see things on it that they've never seen before? And, and you're the one who are in charge of setting up the curriculum that prepared them for the test. Oh, excuse me, what's supposed to prepare them for the test? That's what it fails. That's what it fails. That's what it gets me. And, and people fail to realize that the system of racial inequality is a corrupting system 
for all parties involved. That means there is no moral compass when you're involved in this crap, which hmm. means your whole thought process of right and wrong is janky because you are involved in something that is inherently janky itself. So your decision making is thwarted by negative things. Your decision making is clouded and your judgment is clouded by negativity because you're living in something that oppresses and you're benefiting off something that oppresses. I'm going I'm talking too much, Master Tech. Nah, floor. nah, you got it. Nah. I, that's what I love when you man, look, that's what <laughs> you had the floor with that one. Because I mean you said it all. You said it all. Like I said, man, this is stuff that me and Trent have literally studied, argued, screamed at each other about. And it's it's true. You can't deny it if you just do the research yourself. Now, with that being said, to answer my own question, because like Trent said, you have to look at the why. We just deciphered the why. He did. For me, I think it's in general, yes, we are pushed to move out of our parents' parents' houses earlier. Um, I think... Certain we we some of us maybe millennials we just want to feel grown we want to feel grown quicker I know I know a lot of people like that that just want to be grown and want to understand what it what it feels like to pay those bills and what it feels like to to be able to have people at your house whenever you want to and just they want to have that feeling of being grown and then you have people whose parents think they they correlate being grown with living on your own so and that's a flawed system of thinking but you have people whose parents who do correlate that because they don't really understand what it's like that themselves. Own, some kids grown kids <laughs> grown kids grown kids man you, but you got parents, i'm a grown kid you got, living on my own. you got parents you got parents <laughs> out here that think that just because you force your kid out there earlier and they and whether they fail or succeed then then it's okay because they grown they can do it no it that's a that's hypothetically that's a good way to to do it because it is going to show you things but we got to have that that family uh support to fall back on we got to have that house to go to in mom's house when something do go wrong we got to when that when we can't pay those bills for those next two or three months we got to be able to stay with our parents and just put our pride to the side stack stack your bread get yourself together get right live under a roof where you know it's love and say love people people that love you there and it's a safe environment and and do your thing and get yourself right man i think the more, the quicker we realize that, the quicker not only will we start getting out of the house quicker, the quicker general waste, generational wealth will be built because you save, you get your credit right when you're not paying when you're not paying those bills every time. Yeah, just got a call from my mom telling me what the lawyer was saying about the lawsuit. I thought they had it. They had it done. Yeah. Big man, baby, I just bought a new six, baby. Flinched on my ears, pissed on my wrist, baby. This song, this mutilated, everything decapitated. DR, new relations, this gotta be brand related. Ain't no selling, now ain't no trading, so you gotta be game related. Pop styling it. Shot ties incarcerated. Rock star, this the street star. I stay acquainted. Pop styling this. How you get a high maintenance one? How she gonna take my love and give it away like it ain't nothing to you? How you gonna judge my drugs? I take what I never did off. Hawaiian surfing on a thick one to the PJ. I can just imagine the pain on bankroll PJ. 
Murder, murder, broad day, I got tears, I can't let them out. I can't take it, I can't take it, no more, I'm about to spaz out. I'm good on deposits, but I gotta have a stash house. I see you being greedy, and I gotta work my ass out. I cheap on gas house until I pass out. Rolling in a phantom, came with an umbrella. Survived the trenches and thunder the day I walked through it. Hurricane Pluto, I'ma drip out through it. How late is it? I can't control the straw me. If I'm going too deep for you, baby, pardon me. I was out of treated just like a party. I'ma feel weak if I touch sorry. Gotta be a genius, gotta be a scrutinary. Gotta plant seeds like a florist. I'm future hinges, but I'm not a guitarist. I could be starving, unfortunate. Make my mind playing tricks on me. Make my mind playing tricks on me. Could it be my ex playing tricks on me? Someone is jealous playing tricks on me. Big style shit, baby. I just bought a new pitch, baby. Ball came with the elevator. Greet my guest, baby. I paid high maintenance. Everything's unordinary. Tricks and strawberries. Nothing's contemporary. Rockstar this like a pop star dish. Yeah. Try to forget the way they did the bankroll freshman. Seen the sun at my little boy birthday party. It was Gotta look the other way, could be the other way, the other way. Hit y'all mazzy, y'all ever seen a Friday. I'd pop two zans and I've been sleep all day. I've been sleep all Let's go, let's go. How many ladies that can't control the scrub me? Everything too deep for you, my good pardon me. I'm future hinges, but I'm not a guitarist. So I could be starving, unfortunate. Make my mind playing tricks on me. Make my mind playing tricks on me. Could it be my ex playing tricks on me? Someone is jealous playing tricks on me. Big pop shit, baby. I just bought a new pitch, baby. Ball came with the elevator. Greet my guest, baby. I paid high maintenance. Everything's unordinary. Drakes and strawberries. Nothing's contemporary. All right, man. So, cohabitation. What do you think about it, Trent? What do you think about the idea of moving in with someone before you married? I mean, that's pretty much the norm now. What do you think about moving in our society? In our, yeah, in our society. What do you think about that? How do you? What are your views on it? Would you do it? Um, do you recommend it? If so, how early? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. About three or four weeks ago, I was for cohabitation. And then someone changed my mind. But I'll, t- I'll tell you why I was for cohabitation. When you talk about uh, talk about the scariness of getting with someone and not uh, having, having, having before uh, living with them, 
seeing their everyday habits, seeing their uh, ins and outs, just seeing things that you don't necessarily, that you would, with living with someone, you would see things that you wouldn't necessarily see if you were, weren't living with them, you know? And so I think cohabitation allows that bridge to, allow, allows that, allow, uh, is, I, I think cohabitating could make that transition of, from dating to marriage a little, a little easier. Okay, another reason why cohabitation is good is because cohabitation saves money. Um, it's, it's, it saves finances. When you have two people, uh, especially when you're talking about people our age, I mean, I mean, it, it saves. It doesn't necessarily have to be with someone of the opposite sex now, but I mean, when you, if it, if it happens to be, I'm okay with it if it's for financial re- reasons. I mean, I would be fine with it. I, I would be fine with Whether I'm attracted to the girl or not, I would be fine with it. Now, there obviously comes problems with, 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 with that attraction, but we'll, and we'll talk about that. I'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, I mean, from the standpoint of of of, of uh, being the, the whole reason, co- like, people go for cohabitation, especially as a Christian, is practicing marriage. Like, if we want to say dating, if we want to date to marry, like my thing was my thing is I'm only gonna date to marry. So I wanna I wanna be in it and be in it the whole way. But the reality is you're not married and you don't have a ring on her finger, so you can't be in it the whole way. And so when I thought about that, I went on and and uh and kinda changed my <laughs> changed my viewpoint. Changed his viewpoint. But change to be honest mind. with you, pre <laughs> Here's where cohabitation gets tricky, especially for a Christian. This girl looked at me and she told me, she said, if you operate out of fear, then you're not operating and loving and trusting in the unforeseen faith in our Lord and Savior. We trust, and as Christians, we trust and we love and we believe in a God that we that most of us, many of us, haven't seen, heard, touched, felt. Many of us, our senses haven't, our, our earthly senses haven't, haven't, haven't had, haven't come in contact with. And so, our faith is built off something that is unforeseen. It's blind. It's a blind faith. So, the embodiment of that in our relationships is, especially dating and marry, is what is 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 why cohabitate. Why why operate out of fear and cohab- cohabitate, saying, oh, I want to see the things that I don't like right now, instead of praying and trusting in God, saying that if those things are there that I don't like, allow me to, lo- to, to love her or him in, in spite of those things, or prepare me, prepare me, uh, prepare my heart and my mind to... Uh, to accept anything that I might, um, might not love or like about this person that I find out about. Let me ask you. So you saying? So you saying you're for it as long as it's not when you're operating in fear. No, because I'm because, I honestly because I, I want I want to say I'm I want to say I'm a, I'm, I'm a, against cohabitation now, and I'm a, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I think I'm more neutral to it. I think, I, but I'm here. With, I'm here. Well, with no, 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 no. I, I, you know what? I'm no. I'm. I'm gonna say that I'm against it. All and right. I think is is. I think she hit the nail on the head. When you in a relationship, there's when you in a relationship with someone, especially in love. Yeah. I feel like you have to. There has to be a sense of trust, and the For best sure. kind of trust <laughs> is. I think because I, I'm saying this as a Christian, the best kind of trust is that trust that is un, of the unforeseen, that is blind faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. 
is when you walk by faith and not by sight. When you walk by sight, you have to see things to believe them. When you walk by faith, you don't have to see anything to believe it because I know my God's going to have me in the 100% end. 100% agree. And you got to have that same faith in your partner. And so, if you, again, if you relate that embodiment to relationships, I know I don't got to check my girl phone. I'm just praying and trusting God. I'm just praying and trusting God that... I just been balling out every season. No, it's a I left in the bleach. I just been married to double cup. I gotta pull me a four inside another leader. Tie up the bands and then run it up. I gotta put the new bells inside of the freezer. Back at the trap, I was ducking them people. Ducking the birds, sending out the eagles. All of my diamonds gon' bust out the meter. I'm dripping water, aquafina. Then that cabin if she think I need her. Hit her one time and then I gotta leave her. I'm a real street. Gotta keep it right with my people. Turn a whole squad to bosses. I can be kicking like I'm Adidas. Young pulling up inside the Bentley truck. I just be popping like hot grease. I'm in my day sitting at the trap. About to call the plug. Got a cop three. Looked up the Pablo Escobar. Money meets and chop four. That's my top three. I was serving the sidewalk. Then I copped the drop. Hopped in the street. You can't name a young that's hot as me. All my do murders and robbery. Got about 20 racks in a robin' jean. Thinking I won off the lottery. When I hop in the push start with the pound. Know that it ain't no stopping me Out of town champ like Mayweather Got a new crib off the boxing ring Put the new 4G autos on the Jeep Run up 30 in a week I just I don't keep 45 under the pillow 45,000 in the sheets I want the bag I can't chase no If I know she ain't married to me I done got the shit up out the street Red up, period, blood on my seat I just been balling out every season Know it's some I left in the bleach I just been married to Double Cup I gotta pull me a four inside another leader Tie up the bands and then run it up I gotta put the new bells inside of the freezer Back at the trap I was ducking them people Ducking the birds, sending out the eagles All of my diamonds gon' bust out the meter I'm dripping water, the aquafina Then that cabin if she think I need her Hit her one time and then I gotta leave her I'm a real street Gotta keep it right with my people Turn a whole squad to bosses I can be kicking like I'm a D. I ain't gotta catch I be getting cheese like I'm Velveeta I'm in a two-seater with two bad Black and white, I'm finna have a zebra She wanna ride in the back Cause I been having them racks I ain't showing She say I ain't got them racks Thought you know me better than that But they ain't knowing She say my VVS is so annoying I bought a coupe to spoiler She wanna look out the roof in the morning Why I said I got a new persona I wanna ball like a triple-double Larry Bird with the racks Living my best life Sure, you can't never get attached Went to the plug, got a couple peas Then I ran off like Zach, ayy, we been selling in the projects Like it's the new Jack City All my b****s got Gotta hop on top the bag and get it She call me cause I'm ain't Don't beat it up, be something like a pacifist All I do is sniff for the check Open them up, put the d*** in the neck Blue rag, gripping the set I been trapping, gotta get up a tech Jump rich, I can't be living in debt She won't be my b****, I can't f*** with the pet Her best friend end up giving me set In the Tahoe when I jumped off the jet Yeah, yeah, I just been yeah. balling out every season Know it's some I left in the bleach. I just been married to Double Cup. I gotta pull me a four inside another leader. Tie up the bands and then run it up. I gotta put the new bells inside of the freezer. Back at the trap, I was ducking them people. Ducking the birds, sending out the eagles. All of my diamonds gon' bust out the meter. I'm dripping water, aquafina. Then that cabin if she think I need her. Hit her one time and then I gotta leave her. I'm a real street. Gotta keep it right with my people. Turn a whole squad to bosses. I can't be kicking like I'm Adidas. Like. I got like what there's certain things about about myself that I have to check at the front like 
You gotta, you gotta check it. You gotta get rid of your ego. You gotta get rid of your insecurities before you even jump into it. Gotta get rid of I think, pride. I think, <laughs> I think what you was about to go, you was about to hit it right on the nail when you said you can't operate out of fear. No. So, but I think a lot of people our age, like in our age group, are operating out of fear. That's that's the majority, honestly. The majority of people are operating out of fear because they've had that that tra- traumatic experience with love. They had that traumatic experience with. Either someone hurting them and them hurting someone else, and they don't want they, they don't want to feel one of those feelings again. I, I and like that's something that you have to really do a lot of reflecting on. You got to really do a lot of praying, thinking, therapy, counseling, whatever it is that you do to get to understand yourself better. But I think if, until people understand themselves better and why they have such a traumatic experience with love, then they're never going to operate out of that faith that that we see in what we're talking about. Because we may understand it looking like what we're talking about it, but a lot of people are like, nah, I can't deal with love. I people like no, that's my love. Somebody like I ended up losing myself. Like you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of those cases. More often than not, that's the case with women, men, everyone. So I think that's a, it's so easy. Will, saying, it's easy that, to operate. I will out of fear. argue that too. The majority of people who end up having those, you know, breakdowns or whatever. Oh, this, this, this. The, like what issues with relationships, and this is most of the time mutual. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is more complex than. than than, than what is being said, but yeah, hurt people hurt people. Broken people continue to break other people. And you know what else? Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before you even before you even get on, go on to that because I know I, that's a fact. I also think along with the problem, a lot of people are operating out of fear. A lot of people are operating out of fear of like, I think so, so many people's ideas on love are flawed, man. Like, what we really think love is is not what it is. I think. I was watching Red Table Talk with uh, with Jada. Jada had Wale on there, and Wale was basically saying, "If I'm not, if if that feeling of joy is is not what I'm getting out of love every day, then why am I in it?" And and Jada eyes got red. She said, "Because it's worth it once you go through it all." But we so we give up at the one relationship. We give up at the one argument. We give up after something traumatic happens on somebody when. That's a partnership that you got to really work through. And it's a choice. It's a choice. Love is a it's choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. a choice. You have to, you have, but we, we give up on, we give and up that, on people. That, that, we give up and, on people. And, and that's, 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 that's what we do. We do. I'm going to cut people. you. I cut you off so quick. I, that's, oh, I hate that tweet. I cut you off so quick. I'm, I'm so quick to, why? Like give people a chance. And I know that's me saying that, but give people a chance. I feel like. We we don't, people don't aren't given the opportunities to fail, which is why they'll never succeed. You gotta when it see comes people as face value before you before you make a before you cutting folk off and stuff like that. For sure, if you always cutting somebody off, then you it may not be problem. yeah. You're probably the problem. You're probably uh, hear me, hear me. <laughs> if you're always cutting somebody off, you're probably the problem. Um, yeah, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. okay. You got. I, I don't have faces in my life where I was like, yo, like I wasn't talking to nobody but one or two people. And I'm and cool to say cool. now that I'm cool to say now that yeah that was in I was that was a, one of the darker places of my lifetime. But yeah. Anyway, the reality of it is this: if you are operating out of fear, then you're motivated by many different things. You're motivated. And a lot by of many it is a lot things. of it is on that left shoulder. It's that devil on that left you, shoulder. Is a lot of it. When you're when you're <laughs> operating out of fear, you're motivated. You're motivated by things that you're you're motivated by things. They aren't even of your ilk. Aren't even of your cloth that you're cut from, but they well, you will operate well, out of well, it. You're, imagine, you're imagining things from the realm of what if. <laughs> Man, what? 
You're, you're when you operate out of fear, you imagine you imagine things from what what if I don't do this? You're conscious. You're conscious. What if I don't? You. What if I like, don't? What, what if, what if I don't? What if she does this? What if he does this? What if any? What you know if I what I'm don't? Saying? It's a lot of. And you is. know what? And you know the 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 opposite side of that <clears throat> is when you operate out of love always. <clears throat> when you always make the choice to operate out of love, and you always make the choice to uh to uh to and you always operate to choose to love. Is you will always be motivated by love. When you operate out of love, you are only motivated by love. You are only motivated by doing the most lovely things and by being co- closely connected to the good, whatever that looks like in that situation. And but when you, you operate but, out of fear, it's not love. <coughs> when you operate out of fear, it's not love. No, I don't believe. I don't even think fear is a real thing when it comes to love. Mm-mm. If you fear is not real. If you when it came, comes to love. if if you came in fear, you'll leave in fear. You'll leave in regardless. If you came in fear, you will leave in fear. But if you come in love, it's hard to get hurt when you come in love. You know, it's, it it, it's hard to get hurt if because I you really, always really you put always everything can, into it. If you I have really, that peace. Really put in, you you are that. at peace. <laughs> you are at peace. If I really you, at, at the end of a basketball, that's why you see so many that cry tear. Ha ha ha. It ain't because they're happy that it's over. It's they're it's because they're, they're crying that it's over because they didn't think that they gave everything that they could have in that time that they were given. Trans crying, crying here over something. I'm not crying y'all. at all. <laughs> I just had to change my voice for the effect. But you hear what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Nah, I know what you. Nah, five nah, foes. Definitely. definitely. Five. Hey, shout out to five foes, man. I'm sorry for the free promo. Got to do it for the but yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. So I, where where were we talking about? We, were talking, I, we were talking about, about it. we went from we went from cohabitation. We we were gonna, and, and where we were gonna go is is here. It, uh, the bad another thing about cohabitation it leads to lust. It leads to lust, sin, um, it, you know, many uh, among many other temptations. But but also what it does is it. it, it let's talk about this. We talked about this a little bit. We talked about how sex can complicate your life. And we talked about that on the we don't really. We ain't gonna get on that. We ain't gonna get on yeah, that. We really right that, that. Yeah. But what we are gonna talk about is what comes <laughs> with sex. Yeah. And yeah. of course, you know, um, we're, we're gonna talk about unwanted pregnancies. That's especially what, that's, that's the reality that comes with cohabitation, especially in this age, day and age. We live in a time where sex is no longer sacred. Sex is recreational. So, because sex is recreational, it's something that it's something that's looked at as not not spiritual and is not ritual. Sex is sacred. Sex is ritual. Sex is spiritual. Sex is sex is all of those things. It is a gift from God, meant for man and woman joined in hand. And so, when we talk about unwanted pregnancy, how do we deal with that? How do we deal with how do we deal with uh how we talk about the convers inner the conversation of dealing with the trauma of having to choose? How do we deal with how, you know how do the males deal with that? You know um there are a lot of financial things that go into it, but I'm gonna be real brief. You have three options when you have when you're dealt with it, when you're when you're when you're uh, dealt with the unwanted pregnancy. You have to, you can either keep it, all right. That's the first option. Obviously, uh it's, it's, it's gonna cost you the most over time. It's going to cost you the less... Well, uh, I was going to say it's going to cost you the less stress and less trauma, but I mean, having a child can be stressful and can also be traumatic. True. So, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, the first option is, is adoption. It's, it's keeping it. Second option is adoption, and the last one Abort- is, is abortion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And from each three of those options, you ha- all have room to experience both growth and you have room to experience loss and all of as, as everything, as with yeah, everything. As, as with everything. 
But you because because this is something that is a lot more severe uh, emotionally and mentally and also physically, I would add for the woman especially. Mm-hmm. Because it's that way, you have to you have to. It's just oh, it's just. I don't. I, I don't think I. I I'm saying this right now, and I, I'll stand firm in it. I, I'm i not against what any woman can do to her body. Me, personally, if I have a kid I, I, right now, I couldn't abort a kid. I couldn't abort a kid. And I think we don't have... Like, and I think we shouldn't say... Depend- and I, should, I, I don't think the conversation should be, I couldn't do this. I think we should look at... We should, we should ask ourselves, where are our experiences for growth and loss? And and, and, and you have pro, to wait it. You have to wait it. You have to wait it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the best option is to look. No, at No, that's what I'm saying. With me, it yeah, will, I wait yeah, and I. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I wait. I mean, before. you could say it's. Easy, but I'm saying yeah. from that standpoint, it's easy to say because I in my head I'm like I would never abort a child, but it's yeah. easy to say that when until you you're presented <laughs> with that situation of having to say, oh, you're... do I have? Because here's the thing: abortions cost anywhere from up to uh, either either right at $1,000 or less, depending or less. on what state you're in. And if you're probably in a state like California, you're probably in a state with higher taxes, it'll be a little bit more. You're looking at, you're looking at right off, off, off rip, $800 to $1,500. Financially, most people don't have that money. And there's a, the myth is that, that, that um, and, and the myth is that, these are that they're poor, poor people are having these abortions, and that. Oh, that's what they want you to believe. Uh, that's that, what that's exactly what they, that's color, what they want you to believe. The majority of people, so they can have a negative stigma. That's exactly what they want. Yeah, you so to they believe. can have a negative they stigma. Have, so they can, they can have, have a, negative so they can have an agenda, they can have that agenda, uh, an agenda to push, to push pushing it. That's all. Pu- that is. And push, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood facilities and other abortion clinics and stuff in lower income communities. Um, bigger picture, though, we're not gonna get into. We ain't gonna get into all that, but the the bigger picture is you have to. You have to choose the decision that hurts the least people and helps the most people. At the end of the day, I mean, so whatever that looks like in your situation yeah. or your circumstance, you have got to you have got to think about who's this going to hurt if I if I if I'm a, if I adopt if if you know if I choose to keep the if I choose to keep keep the child how much is going to hurt me financially how much will my parents how much will my parents uh will it hurt my parents if they find out that i that I have a child at this age um what happens if my if if my parents find this out and then I do abort the child and and they hear this what will that what would that be like? What type of trauma is going to come right. 10, 20 years down the line? When I have my first jet, exactly. how's it going to feel as I know I aborted exactly. my first kid? What like, kind, you got to think about that. You got to really look into that. What kind of trauma comes out of giving your baby up for adoption? Yeah. You physically bear your child and then you have to go through a series of separation and giving it to someone else to raise. There's a, a, a level of trauma to go through there. And also, of course, there's a level of trauma to go through when you're talking about aborting a child. So I think the question shouldn't be is it right or is it wrong. The question Never. should be. The, it's it's all perspective and it's all situational. Yeah, yeah that that's yeah. the best way I can say it because yeah. it's not it's it's one of those things that like you said isn't right or wrong. No one is is not no one is for abortion, and let, I think we should make that clear when we talk about it. We like to throw constructions on pro life pro pro uh, pro like no one's pro like pro life or pro like no one's pro. 
abortion. It's pro-choice. It's pro-making the choice and having the right to make to a choice. To make the choice. To make, make a choice in your life. The people because that you're going to be the one going through the trauma. You're going to be the one experiencing the growth. Either Either direction. So the the pro life people you. push that agenda to get that in our system as to right. where, where they make you want you. They want to make you think that just because you are yeah. pro, you aren't. They want to make you that, think. That they you, want to make you, you, you that think choice. that they value all life when they say they're pro life. So even that fetus that can't talk for himself or think for himself matters. When in essence, that's just a cop out to keep poor people down when they have babies. There's a theme here. Everything we say gets back to that. But you know, you know how that goes. It's not that I don't want you here yeah, yeah. It's something about the way you stare into my eyes I know that I don't make things clear no. I fall for you every time I try to resist you We can get away, palm trees, beach views, ordinary day All I wanna hear is in the visions I'll replay Sit right next to you How I feel about you, think it was your way But we don't really want to, I just wanna get away And sit right next to you
Hey, man, that was our uh, Think Peace episode. Um, thank you guys, all those people that supported the first episode, man. It was kind of overwhelming how many people was hitting me answering up, just telling us how much they enjoyed it, how much they couldn't wait to hear more. We thank you guys, man. Really appreciate it. Man, you know, it's always about a conversation for us. That's all it is. Always about a conversation. So go back and talk with your family members, your friends. Uh, chop it up. Talk about talk about this. You know, think peace. Talk about parenting, cohabitation, dating, marriage, all your views on all of these things, and how they relate, how they uh, intertwine with each other. Um, all we wanted to do was start the conversation, form a conversation, get people's minds wondering, man. I think that's the beautiful thing yeah. about this podcast thing. Um, you can start a conversation and, and just a simple conversation leads to understanding and that can go so many different places in so many different ways. So this is Mansur Trent signing out. Mansur and Trent signing out. You should hear this. You should hear this. You should hear this. I want it, I want it, I want it, 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 it. Chili, 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 chili. Count chili. Count chili. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Mama, I hit a lick. Mama, I hit a lick. I'm coming, baby, send the address. Progress, never digress. Your last man to pass the fly test. I eat rappers, no digest. Go piece, I want the whole pie ground. Money taller than a dry ram. Bunch way by the mic stand. Have you ever had two one night stands? I'm an emperor, very sinister. Someone smoking on indica. Fox on me like biblical. I pray before meal spiritual. Brackets by the big face. They want my spot, they wanna switch place. They want the game, wanna sit ace. Bow, bow, straight to the face. I'm taking my lawyer to whole briefcase. Making a plan to police face. They want like Manny Fresh. I want like Go DJ. When they play your new shit, I want like No DJ. You can go and skip that. I buy a house and flip that. Chili, 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 count chili, count chili. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Mama, I hit a lick. Mama, I hit a lick. Fall off in this, J ball off in this. My comments hit the flow, you call off in this. They do 100 more, you stall off in this. And then I find my nose, so call me in this. See those Pinos, Pinos all up in this. And you're not in this. The op, no competitor, got into it with my last night. She was right, but I had to get at her. Two rock bands and they dance on my waist. Hit the face, that's the editor. I don't take pics on a jet, look. This regular G5s all in my backyard. Sit you booty pools in the nosebleed. And my pockets holding big protein. Big, big protein. I leveled up past five five. Your favorite rapper, Desperate Housewives. Play with me, get your chest eyes. Milk them all till I'm satisfied. Getting far, far, strategize, switch the flow, cause I know. Like identity theft, or you got like me, say less. Or you pop like me, say less. Mask keep it in check. Huh. Swag keep it with checks. Huh. Tags on my wall, success. Huh. Play the underdog, now flex. Chili, 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 chili. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Tell my mama I hit a lick. Mama, 